Good morning. Um, welcome to Unity Minneapolis. My name is Teresa Belden, and I'm honored to serve on your Board of Trustees. Welcome to those in our sanctuary and everyone online. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. Central Time, and you can watch our services anytime on demand on our website or on YouTube. Our backpack and school supplies collection has been extended until Sunday, August 13th. We'll bless our gifts next Sunday and deliver them to PRISM on Monday, August 14th. Together we can provide local children the necessary tools for successful start at, of the school year. The Unity of Minneapolis, um, or the Women of Unity, will host their free circulation day event on Labor Day. By releasing items we no longer need, we create space for things we desire to enter our lives. Beginning August 15th, we're focusing on collecting donations for the September 4th event. Learn more about drop-off times and what items we'll accept at the table in the garden court. Other items, um, events in August include Thursday mornings, you can join Reverend Tony in Friendship Hall for a talk on metaphysics over a cup of coffee or tea, always illuminating. That's Thursday mornings at 10.30. Uh, Earth Care members, um, Pat Samples and Linda Levering Snyder lead a You Can Do More to Halt Climate Change Than You Think workshop on Wednesday evening, August 23rd at 7 p.m. And on August 27th, we'll walk the Millennial Garden Labyrinth in Plymouth. Sign up in, uh, for a ride on the Unity bus. You'll find the details, um, other details in their bulletin on the church website, Facebook page, and our weekly e-newsletters. You can also email or call the church office. And we are a welcoming commu uh, community. As a gentle reminder, we ask that if you are able, please move to the center of the pews to make it easier for folks arriving after you to choose their seats. Thank you. And now, please join Reverend Pat in our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. Sweet Holy Spirit within, we are grateful. Grateful for the opportunity to be here today, to greet our friends, to greet our family. Grateful that we know our oneness with you, our oneness with all that is, our oneness with each other. And it's from this place of oneness that we pray today giving thanks for the many blessings in our life, giving thanks for the opportunity to share our lives with others. And today we give thanks that we know this divine presence within as love, that we know this presence within as health and wholeness, this presence within as a prospering presence, knowing that all we need is within. And together, we say thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? I invite you to stand by our opening song.
that again. Good morning. Oh my gosh, it feels good. How are you doing this morning? Great. So I welcome you this morning. We're so grateful that you're with us today. And we certainly welcome those that are live streaming today. I'm going to speak to our live streamers. You are an important part of this community. And regardless of uh, where you are in the world, we invite you to connect with each other. And you can easily do that by just opening the chat through our website, let people know who you are, let people know where you're from, and welcome each other. We welcome you to this service, and we welcome all of you in our sanctuary today. We are so grateful that you are with us. And you know, one of our core values here is that of welcoming. So my dear friends, if you're here today for the first time, guest of our first time, please allow us to honor your presence here today. We invite you, if you would, just to take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. I love the courage out there. The hand was up before it was over with. I love the courage. You know, that packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card in that packet. If you choose to fill out any part of that card and turn that into our book desk, then we have a gift for you. And the rose, of course, is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily spot you and give you that personal one-on-one -on -one welcome. If you're streaming with us for the first time, we invite you to fill out a contact card so that someone from our community can reach out to you. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. My dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we love you, we bless you, and we behold that living presence of the divine within you. Let's appreciate our guests this morning, okay? 
Let us affirm together our vision statement. It is found in your order of service. Let us affirm our vision together. Centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. Today is also the first Sunday of the month, so it's name tag and name tag Sunday and also birthday and anniversary Sunday. So for the month of August, if you have a birthday or an anniversary, we invite you to stand, remain standing just for a moment, and allow us to honor you. Birthdays and anniversaries, birthdays and anniversaries. Whoa, whoa, remain standing. Yes, yesterday, remain standing. Charles Fillmore assigned a power to each month, and for the power of August, he assigned the power of will. Will. Not willfulness, but will, okay? The disciple is Matthew. The color is silver. And your will is your ability to choose, decide, command, lead, and determine. And the affirmation is, I choose my good based on spiritual understanding. I choose my good based upon spiritual understanding. Together, I choose my good based on spiritual understanding. Thank you, and you may be seated. Happy birthday, happy anniversary. And at this point, we have the reading of our daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box. After the service... The prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Then your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. Our word for today is faith. No matter my need, I begin with faith. In the story of unity, James Dillett Freeman tells a story from the unity movement's early days. During a period of financial insufficiency, staff gathered together to pray. An associate said, let us pray that the money holds out. Co-founder Myrtle Fillmore countered, oh no, let us pray that our faith holds out. Today, I remember the importance of faith in, my, in all my endeavors. Like everyone, I will need all kinds of things during my lifetime. More money, more time, greater harmony, just to name a few. Rather than pray for specific things or results, praying for the understanding and clarity to draw upon my faith is the best place to begin. I believe in the absolute goodness of God, and I believe in myself as a spiritual being endowed with the gift of faith to direct however I choose. Scripture tells us from Mark chapter 9, verse 23, all things can be done for the one who believes. Our word for today is faith.
Take a deep breath. Breathe in the energy that is God. And release back out into that energy. Any doubts, any fears, any angsts. Allow your beingness to become ever-conscious. Letting go of the superficial. Letting go of thoughts deeply embedded that are not who you are. Let them go. Another deep breath. And when you release it, just sigh it out. There is a oneness that we are. And that oneness is God. We rest in that oneness. We live and move and have our being in that oneness. Oneness is prayer consciousness. It is that awareness in which we pray. We connect. This morning, I want to share with you some words of a friend, a minister, and her experience with prayer. Every spiritual path asserts a belief that all life is sacred as well as connected through a network of energy. And yet each path names those networks and connections differently. Our spiritual work is to be aware of these connections, these relationships, even though our human struggles make it difficult to hold on to them at times. When we ask how we are doing or ask someone else how things are doing, what we're really asking is how are the connections? Our world, our existence, and healing is embedded in these connections to everything. So our prayers are about being mindful and attentive to those connections. By giving individual attention to these relationships one at a time, we continually open ourselves to the experience of the true power of prayer. When we attend to just one thing and become fully present without distraction, we are more enlivened and every connection is more enlivened. Finally, that which we desire inside, which is the heart of prayer, meets the world outside.
And this Kelly shares. A few years ago, I was gravely ill and wound up in the hospital for several weeks, spending one week on life support. As I lay in ICU, my sister would periodically read me the prayers people had written me on Caring Bridge or Facebook. And the minute she said the name of the person who wrote it, I was gone. What I mean by gone is that I was experiencing my connection with that person as though I were right there with them in the physical world. It wasn't reliving memories or imagining something in the future. We were alive together physically. Prayer is one of the most powerful practices we have for creating beauty, healing, joy, and anything in life. If it opens you to an ever-increasing connection with life, with each other, with your higher self, then it is a living prayer. Our pain and suffering in life becomes softened by this opening and healing leads us home to the divinity, the connections within our human experience. Let us take those words into the silence. Let us remember, prayer is one of the most powerful practices we have for creating beauty, healing, joy, and anything in life. And if in fact it connects us with all that is, then it is a living prayer. May it be so. For you. Amen.
Because you didn't know the truth, and that's how 
Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Van. I'm Rachel. I noticed you had a birthday. Happy, happy birthday. A man was sitting on the edge of the bed watching his wife, who was looking at herself in the mirror, and since her birthday was not far off, he asked what she'd like to have for her birthday. I'd like to be eight again, she replied, still looking in the mirror. On the morning of her birthday, he arose early, made a nice big bowl of Cocoa Pops, and then, put, and then took an adventure to Adventure World with her. What a day, he put her on every ride in the park, the death slide, the wall of fear, the screaming roller coaster, everything was there. Five hours later, they staggered out of the, a theme park. Her head was wheeling and her stomach felt upside down. He then took her to McDonald's, where he ordered her a Happy Meal with extra fries and a chocolate shake. Then it was off to the movie, popcorn, a soda pop, and her favorite candy, M&Ms. What a fabulous adventure. Finally, she wobbled home with her husband and collapsed in the bed, exhausted. He leaned over to his wife with a big smile and lovingly asked, Well, dear, was it like being eight again? Her eyes slowly opened, and her expression suddenly changed. I meant my dress size. <laughs> This year's been about dreams. You've been with us. We've been talking about dreams since January. Pool by our dream, love our dream, preparing for our dream, birthing our dream, nurturing our dream, guiding our dream, prospering our dreams. And then this month, August, we are praying, praying dream. This month is about prayer. I'd like to tell a story that Greg Braden tells, and these are his words. Back in the early 90s, I was living in the high desert on the northern New, in northern New Mexico. This was one of the worst droughts that the Southwest had ever recorded. The elders in the native pueblos said that it, as far back as they could remember, they'd never gone so long without rain. David, a native friend of mine from one of those nearby pueblos, called me one summer morning and asked, if I wanted to join him in visiting a place his ancestors had built, where he would pray for rain. I agreed, and soon we were hiking through the hundreds of acres of high desert sage. He led me to a place where there was a stone circle that reminded me of a medicine wheel. Each stone had been placed precisely by the hands of the ancestors long ago. I had an expectation of what I thought I was going to see. But my friend simply removed his hiking boots and then stepped with his naked feet into the stone circle. The first thing he did was honor all of the ancestors. Then he held his hands in a prayer position in front of his chest. He turned his back to me and closed his eyes. And less than a minute later, he turned around and said, I'm hungry. Let's go get a bite to eat. Surprise? I thought you came here to pray for rain. I had been expecting to see some chanting and some dancing, and he looked at me and said, No. If I pray for rain, the rain could never happen. 
When I asked him why, he said it's because the moment you pray for something to occur, you've just acknowledged that it's not existing in that moment. And you may actually be denying the very thing you would like to bring forward in your prayers. Well, if you didn't pray for rain just now, when, when you closed your eyes, I said, what did you do? And he said, when I closed my eyes, I felt the feeling of what it feels like after been there, there has been so much rain that I can stand with my naked feet in the mud in my village. The smells of rainwater rolling off the earthen walls of our homes. And I felt what it feels like to walk through the field of corn that is chest high because of all the rain that has fallen. In that way, I plant a seed for the possibility of that rain. And I give thanks of gratitude and appreciation. You mean gratitude for the rain that you've created? And he said, no, we don't create the rain. I'm giving thanks of gratitude and appreciation for the opportunity to commune with the forces of creation. Could it be that beyond our words and thoughts, Feeling is the prayer. We are so accustomed to pray from our minds, but what about praying from our hearts and our emotions? Praying from our feelings. Feeling our prayers already answered and praying as if that that were so. It's not magic or manipulation or a strange mystical mantra but perhaps a way to pray that taps into the power of our hearts, that taps into the power of our feelings. Jesus tells us, and is very clear, our teacher and our way shower, in Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And I like to look at that word, ask. Eric Butterworth, of course, one of my teachers, says we look at that word, ask, as claim. Whatever we claim in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. What, perhaps what matters more than our thoughts and our words is how we feel, and as Braden teaches, we must first have the feeling of our prayers answered in our heart before they become a reality in our lives. I believe also that this feeling of prayer or this involves something that we call the law of reversibility, which is a fact. We use it on a daily basis. So let's approach this topic of prayer from perhaps a little bit more scientific approach, even with the heart. The law of reversibility is simply telling us that A created B, then B can create A. You follow me? Good. Science means to know. 
That means when I say a scientific fact, I'm simply saying that it is a known fact. It is a known fact that heat can be used to generate electricity, and electricity can be used to create heat. This is the law of reversibility in a nutshell. We can see this law in operation when the wind is converted into electricity. And in reverse, electricity is used to create the wind. These are just a few examples of the law of reversibility. Moving water can create mechanical motion. Mechanical motion can create moving water. Heat can create light. Light can create heat. Success creates a feeling of success. Therefore, a feeling of success can create success. Believe and you receive and receive you believe. You can see the law is, is, is a scientific fact and it works. Now that you know that believing is in order to receive, it's not about being stupid to believe that you are going to receive. It's scientific. Let's look again at Mark. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. The average person might say, certainly not unity people, but the average person may say, why should I believe first before I receive? I'll receive it and then I'll believe it. And we teach, we believe first before we receive. The spiritual and the physical you know, your physical body and everything going on in your life right now is a reflection of our consciousness, our interior world. In fact, it's impossible for you to create something in your physical world if you've not first created it in your spiritual world, intentionally or unintentionally. Everything is created twice. Let's say that together. Everything is created twice. First within and then without. The chair that you're sitting upon, the pew that you're sitting upon, was created first in mind, in thought, as an idea. And then it was created in the world. Why should you believe first before you can receive? It's because until you believe in the possibility of existence of something, that particular thing more than likely will not manifest in your life. If you desire a four-bedroom house in an exclusive neighborhood or a fully accessible building or peace and harmony and freedom and health, but deep down you don't believe in the possibility of ever manifesting it in your life, then I'm sad to say that more than likely you will not manifest that house or that fully accessible building, or the quality of peace and harmony and freedom and health. 
It is only after you believe in your heart in the possibilities of something that the thing manifests in your life. The believing part is that spiritual side of the manifestation equation. That's faith this morning that we talked about in our daily word. The law of the universe states the spiritual must precede the physical. So you must believe in the existence of your desired dream that's been placed in your heart by the divine before you manifest it. It is for this reason that we do not attract what we want. Instead, we attract what we are, what we believe, and who we are. We might want it, but if we don't have the consciousness to attract it and become that, we are not going to attract that in our life. Believing is the spiritual side and receiving the physical side of the manifestation equation. Everything in our reality is an objectification of what already exists in the spiritual side. So this is, teaching can be challenging. So if you live in poverty, lack, pain, or any other difficulty, you must first look at that spiritual side of yourself, perhaps for the cause. And oh my goodness, are we good at that. We do it. We look for it. We look for the cause and what has happened in our life. We look at principles. We look at spiritual laws. We look at Louise Hay. We look for therapists. We look. In the book of Romans 4.17, we are made aware again about this law. Calleth those things which be not as, as though they were. I'm going to say that again. Calleth those things which be not as though they were. This simple text is one of the most powerful methods of creation. This is the cause for anyone to genuinely refer to their desire as, it is, as, it, as if it already exists. They must, emotion, they must emotionally combine three components. Words, call it. Visualization, seeing it. Seeing it. And feelings being a part of it. When we believe in the existence of our desire and dreams, we are taking care of the spiritual side of the manifestation process. This is the actual side that we have control of, even though sometimes we don't think we do. Because I do, Pat Williamson, have control of my words, my thoughts, and my feelings. In fact, it has been said that the law of reversibility is our cheat sheet for manifesting our desires. Whatever you desire after you pray, imagination, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Remember, a feeling of success attracts more success into your life, and being successful creates a feeling of success. This same law applies to our dreams and our desires. Goddard Neville, which Reverend Kevin actually quoted from a few weeks ago, Goddard Neville was a man that was born in 1905, and he passed in, I believe it was 17, 1972. He wrote many books. He specialized in this particular law of reversibility. He also taught tremendously about imagination 
and the power of imaging in our life. You might remember that imagination is one of our 12 powers that we can use in creating our life. He writes in his book, The Law and the Promise, in a chapter called Imaging Creates Reality. He says this, Every image can be embodied, but unless you yourself enter the image and think from it, it is incapable of birth. Therefore, it is the height of folly to expect the wish to be realized by the mere passage of time. That which requires imaginative occupancy to produce its effects obviously cannot be affected without such occupancy. In other words, not only do we have to see and believe in the dream, we have to step into the dream. And I would ask you this morning, your dreams, your desires, have you stepped into them? Have you felt it? Have you felt the through spiritual sensation, that is, through imaginative sight and sound and sense and taste, you can give the image sensory vividness. So this was truly a wake-up call for me in many ways. Like, for example, one of the things that we have right now as a collective consciousness for this church and this community is fully accessible church. Fully. And we see the plans, and we know, and we've talked about them. But my question to you, have you put yourself in it? Have you felt what it might be like? Have you felt what it might like be like to have an elevator? What does that feel like? What does it feel to have a larger space for socializing? What's the colors? What's the smell? We, my dear friends, just not only have to know this, we have to put ourselves into it. We have to believe it. And just not this collective dream for our congregation, but for our own dreams. We must believe it. We must smell it. We must put ourselves in the dream. That is so important to bring that into manifestation. The lesson title this morning... <laughs> The series title is Pray, Dream. And several, when I gave that title out, several of our, several people I know said, is that, <clears throat> is that the correct title for this? <laughs> and I assured them that it was. Not praying for our dreams. I want to take just a moment a distinction between praying for and praying with. When people ask me to pray for them, when I complete myself, I say, I will pray with you. I am praying with you. Can I eat for someone else? Can I breathe for someone else? Can I pray? For someone else. Don't answer that aloud right now, please. <laughs> but I know that I, when I say I pray with you, that tells me that they too are doing prayer work. And that I've joined with them in prayer work. 
And they may say, oh my goodness, but you know, I'm really not praying. Let me tell you. Let me share with you. Let me share with you that you are always praying. Our thoughts are prayers, and we are always praying. And these thoughts that we have, definitely creative. So that means for me that I am going to be praying with you. And of course, one of the best books on praying that I know of is The Universe is Calling by Eric Butterworth. And there's a fabulous chapter in there called Praying with Others. I wish we had time this morning to dive into that whole chapter, but I know that you will. You will look at it. I want to share with you also that, so what happens when you ask Reverend Pat to pray with you? The first thing that I do when I need to pray with you or someone I love is to heal my concern about it. Heal my concern. I don't want to take worry or concern into my prayer. I don't. And when you ask someone to pray with you, let me assure you, dear friend, just don't go on the street and ask anyone to pray with you. Now, I'm not being, I'm serious. Because if you're going to pray with me, I don't want you to worry with me. Because if we are worrying about somebody else when we pray, we are adding to the situation in a negative way. So what I need to do, and when someone asks me to pray, I have a personal prayer list at home in my meditation time. We have a prayer list with our board of trustees. Each and, each and every meeting, we have a prayer list. We have a prayer list for our staff. Each and every meeting, we call names out and put on this prayer list from this community. We have a prayer ministry that takes our prayer box and puts and prays with these people in this box, not the people that request in the box, okay? But let me do what? Often I will say, go put your prayer request in the prayer box. Sometimes people listen to me and some, most of the time they don't, that's okay. <laughs> But when we put our request in a prayer box, this is an act of faith on our side. We are building up that spiritual side through an act of faith. When we ask a prayer chaplain to pray with us, the same thing. So if you get to the place where you cannot pray because of worry, then find someone that can do it with you. Go to a prayer chaplain. They're trained how to pray with others. Call Silent Unity, or uh, Unity Prayer Ministry, 1-800-NOW-PRAY, and let them pray with you. They're not going to be so emotionally attached to you that they're going to be adding to the situation. So what do I do? My prayer list. I love my meditation space, and I love my prayer list that I keep. Not every day, but most days I'll pick up that prayer list. And I will see the names. And sure enough, I know what's going on in your life because you've asked me. Then I'll put the prayer list to the side and do everything I can to erase any concern about these beautiful souls. And then what I do is the same. I, I heal my concern. I become still just like you do. 
I go within, just like you do. I feel that presence of the divine. And then when that presence of the divine, it could be a few minutes, it could be a few seconds. And when I touch that, or most of the time it's touched, sometimes not, but when I touch that, then it's time for me to come out of prayer. It's time for me to come out of prayer. And what happens? Then I affirm, for me, I affirm an affirmation. I am whole and well and free. I do a prosperity affirmation, a healing affirmation, a peace affirmation, whatever comes up for me. And then I project that. Often I'll speak it aloud. Not loud enough to wake up Eddie, but I will speak it aloud. And I know without a doubt that that has been my prayer. Pray rain. Pray rain. Pray dream. Pray help. Pray prosperity. Pray peace. And pray with others. And we say, thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. To be hard, to be kind, it is the giving of the peace in your mind. To a stranger, to a friend, to give in such a way that has no end. We are love, we are one, we are how we treat each other.
to say every Sunday? We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed with the music, the music, with our ASL, with our ministry. With our chaplains, with our ushers, with our AD folks, with all of you, we are blessed. And in that blessing, we find that process of giving and receiving, that cycle, the giving and receiving of love, of compassion, and of our treasure. And that is the time that we are at now. It's the time for us to recognize the gift that is our treasure to this community and then to the larger community. So I ask you now, hold your hand out. And see in those hands the gift of your treasure that you give today. If it's physically here, it's in your hand. If you do it electronically like I do, it's in my hand. I image it. In any way that you give it, see it in your hand and bless it. There are multiple ways to do that. For those of you coming in live stream, please also hold that hand out. You can go online to our website and donate. There's a QR code. There's QR codes here. There's an envelope. There's mail. There's Venmo. There's pay. Folks, we make it really easy to move into that place of giving. So I ask you now to hold that in your hands. See it. Feel it. And be in it. And I ask the ushers to come down, and as they do, strengthen that vision. Make it deep. Make it real. And join me as we say together our offertory blessing. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. So it is.
So let's take a moment and bless these gifts. And bless all the gifts that's been received in the many different avenues in which they come. We bless that. But we truly acknowledge the one presence and one power, God, known by many names as the source of all good in our life. And for that, we are grateful. And we send these gifts forth to fill, fulfill our vision and our mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. So it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Inviting our on-duty Unity Prayer Chaplains to please stand. These beautiful souls, they arrived early. They held sacred space in the sanctuary. They're here today in service to you. They're here to pray with you and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. So by all means, if you have a prayer request, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you for your service today. I want to share some uh, sad news with you. Uh, Dr. Rita Webster, our vice president of our board of trustees, lost her youngest brother to suicide on Thursday morning. He is a farmer in Wisconsin and leaves behind his wife of 33 years and three adult children. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, please reach out for help. Please continue to pray with Rita and her family, holding them in your hearts and knowing that uh, they have the strength and the courage to meet this experience and to meet it in absolute love. So at this point, I believe we have children out there, do we not? Let's stand and let's bring our children in. ministry today. I got to be with our nursery kids, so that was a blast. We had a great time painting. And our YES are looking at God and all things this month. And so we welcome uh, member Bruce. He's back here. And he shows them how to do air compression rocket launches. So make sure to ask Ooh. them about that. And I think we have a spokesperson who's going to say what they did in Uniteens today. Emmerich, will you come on over? Oh. Um, so today we pick up trash in the parking lot right across from the street, and we got um, two like lines, basically. Yes, slogans. Um, don't be a punk. Throw away your junk. And <laughs> yeah. And uh, and one more. The earth is not your trash can. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Emmerich, and thank you to all our adult volunteers. Thank you. 
It's been a great morning, has it not? It's been great seeing you again. We'll be back next Sunday. We're going to talk about prayer the entire month. You want to come. You don't want to miss it. So let us know our prayer for protection and our peace song. To, and speak to at least three people before you leave the sanctuary. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell.
strong.